Welcome to the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Here are your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stahl. All right, welcome to our podcast where we cover business legal news. And my name is Nasser Pasha. And I'm Matt Staub. This is our second episode for our new format where you can also send in your ideas and some questions to ask at LegallySoundSmartBusiness.com. That is correct. That is correct, Amundo. Our theme this week, I guess, well, wasn't intentional, I, I don't think. Maybe it was, but basically things that are created to make consumers' lives cheaper and then bigger companies getting upset and then coming after the people that created the the ideas. It's a pretty common theme. I think people have covered many times before. <laughs> yeah, it's a common thing. Very specific, but... Yeah, on Monday we talked about the guy who started the site that will basically get you cheaper flights. Today we're going to talk about... It's not even a site, it's a... Um, Chrome extension. An extension, yes. An extension on Chrome that you can download that will basically get you cheaper textbooks. And I know that the last couple of years, it's been a really huge deal with like the price of textbooks. I mean, even when we were in school, I know it was outrageously expensive to buy books, especially if you're going to use it for... I mean, did you ever do the thing where you would buy a book and for like a new book and then you would go return it to the bookstore at the end of the year or sell it back and it was 2% of what you bought it for? Oh yeah, it was ridiculous. I think the first year I just lost, it was like half the tuition I was paying basically. It was crazy how much I spent on books. And then you realize, of course, the professors don't even use all the books or or what have you, or the, the book itself is written by the professor. And that's the worst. <laughs> yeah. And then, and, you know, so, but then I think it was like towards the second or third year, I think by this time they already had these book comparison sites. I think I used, I think it was called A Books. And our campus too, there was a couple bookstores. There was one on campus, but then also off campus that basically it was called KB Books for you San Diego natives there. And they sold basically all the same textbooks with a little bit of a cheaper price. It was still pretty expensive, but at least as an alternative. So it kept the prices a little competitive. There are all these sites out there that do comparison tools. And yeah. especially now with the uh, eBooks being more prevalent that you, those popped up. I, I could never get into those just because I like to read on actual paper. Anyways, before I get too off track with my history, like I said, there's all these different sites that do price comparison tools for textbooks. There's a whole bunch of them, way more than I thought realized. But these people, these two guys created this extension for Chrome called Occupy the Bookstore. So you can download it. Say you're searching for a book. You hit the book and this thing will pop up and run a search of every book. And then, you know, if you were on the university's website and you're like, oh, I can actually get this book for much cheaper, it'll direct you to that. So you can see why <laughs> some of these places are pretty upset. I think the biggest, biggest site full it yeah full i think they're a publisher well i guess okay they service college bookstores so they're either a publisher or some kind of just distributor company or whatever i'm sure they represent many different authors or, or publishing companies i would assume they're apparently a 2.7 billion dollar company according to this chrome extension developer yeah so just like on monday we had some inter tortious interference with contract i think it's probably going to be a similar claim to yeah some kind of unfair business practice but like you mentioned there's no there's no real contract between a student and the book buyer. And this Chrome plugin developer probably doesn't have any contract or agreement with th this company either. So in order to have an unfair business practice lawsuit, it can't just be like, hey, that's unfair. That's, that's not how it works. You have to have some what's called an underlying statute 
or violation of some regulation in order to derive that violation into an unfair business practice. By the way, right now there's no lawsuit. It's just a threat of a lawsuit. Right. I'm looking at some of the responses on how to deal with this because he kind of went to Reddit saying, okay, this is what happened. What do you guys think? And some people say, don't answer them. Let the lawyers settle. What, what would you say? How would you deal with this? I know there hasn't been a lawsuit. I assume they've sent some sort of demand letter to him or I, I would think. No, they did. I'm, I'm trying to actually find it. Yeah, I mean, for now, just have a, you can find a lawyer to write something, a letter back to him and for a fairly reasonable price. So maybe that's the way to go. Unlike the issue on Monday with the flights, I think these guys have a better argument in terms of whether they're going to be ultimately liable for for this whole thing, just because it's it's a little bit different. And I guess the thing pops up, the plugin pops up, and I can't remember if it directs you then to whatever site is the one you choose. No, that's a good point, because you even mentioned on Monday, we talked about how in Skiplag's example, they were actually redirecting the user to United or Orbitz and entering in the information for them, producing a result for them to purchase the ticket. With this Google Chrome extension, they work like other extensions. And by the way, this is not the only price comparison tool. It actually overlays your search. Let's say you go to your school's website and pull up the book. It'll overlay the search to give you options of, of other sites that have it at a cheaper price. From a technical perspective, it's not affecting their servers. It's not going to their servers in any way. Has no affiliation. In fact, it's just it's a, it's a, it's literally the same thing as me going to Best Buy or Target or whatever and looking up on my phone comparison prices. Which I think most people, if they're making any heavy purchase, do that anyway. So where's the liability here? I don't know. I think this lawsuit threat is a little. I think it's a little funny and. As a law firm, we get requests from clients or what have you, or our clients receive these demand letters, or, or we get a request to send out a demand letter, and you have to really think what your end game is. And sometimes, in this case, it looks like it kind of backfired a little bit, because like you mentioned with the Monday episode, which we keep relating to, is that this actually gave even more publicity to this guy's company, Yeah, and actually backfired, I would say. So in the example they had posted, they had, a, they had a little GIF there that shows you how it's actually done, but it cuts, it stops right before the person. So the person selects like the cheapest one. So, and then it stops. So I don't know what actually happens, but this is actually, they say it's a side project for the company or at least the site texts.com, which is actually, that's a great URL. I don't know how they got that. That's, oh yeah, you're right. I think the URL alone there is, is worth uh, a ton of money if they wanted to ever sell that. but. I assume these people are an actual corporation or, or at least something. I hope so. I'm looking at now. So it looks like they have a CEO and CTO. That, so that could mean that they have their officers. But sometimes people just call themselves that without any kind of company organization. So I'm looking. Text.com LLC. <laughs> That's original. But yeah, so at least they have the basic protections. And I think this is a great. I think they, I think they handled it in the best ways. Instead of just responding to the demand letter is they, they took their technological innovation and took it to Reddit, took it to the, to the public and got publicity for it. And so I think that's the best way to do it. You're going to make more money that way anyway. I'm trying to find a textbook so I can uh, use their, well, I'm not, I didn't install the plugin, but I'm trying to just use their normal, their normal site and just see how it works. On the bottom, they specify clearly, and they could have put this on the terms of service, but they specify clearly on the footer of every one of their web pages 
that text.com is not affiliated with any college, university, or other institution of higher learning. And that just basically has to do with uh, trademark infringement and other affiliations that are inaccurate. And so they just want to make it very clear, even though I think everyone realizes that, but in order to protect themselves from liability, it's a good move. So their site, their normal site, because I, like I said, this Occupy the Bookstore is a side project is how they described it. The site's the exact same thing, just not a plugin. It's just not a plugin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, I don't know why they call it a side project. It would seem that this is like part and parcel to your main company, but this changes things to me because I mean, this site seems perfectly fine. I guess it's the overlay that pops up. But I, yeah, I think I'm with you on this. I don't, this is going to be a tough route for these companies that are trying to sue. How many price comparison tools are there out there that does the exact same thing? It reminds me too that, you know, even a side project like a Chrome extension with my understanding, it's from a coding perspective, a Chrome extension can be pretty basic as far as the technical difficulty of it. And so it could be put out pretty quickly and yet could still expose you to liability. So something to think about because the last thing these guys want to hope they don't get actually get sued. And I think cooler heads will prevail and I don't think anything will happen from it. Another protection in my part. I mean, their sites, like I said, the exact same. So it's not changing. The prices are the prices. It's it's the exact same as it would be. Now, it's just more readily available, I, I guess, to the, the end user. So yeah. I'm on their side for sure on this one, especially since, as we discussed, textbook prices are like, so I just typed in a financial accounting book, some random financial accounting book. I mean, some of them, this one's $266. That just doesn't make any sense for use for one semester and then you sell it back to the bookstore for $2 or whatever it is. No, I, I agree 100%. In fact, I just looked up a book as the best book of puns. I mean, it's like $13 for at, through Amazon Marketplace. I mean, that's ridiculous for just one semester. <laughs> what class is that? Puns 101? Didn't you take a puns class? I did not, no. You seem to be very good at it, so I, I assumed you did. I tested out of it, so. Actually, I was trying to find the same, same one you found, and I just put financial book. And that was one of the first ones that came up. So I don't know why, why that happened. But law school books were terrible too. Those were those are even worse because they had is basically a collection of cases that you could find other other places anyway. They're basically case books. But the problem is, it was all like the it depends it depended on the professor, but it was all like the little notes after the cases, and then you're like, oh, discuss these things. And if you didn't have the book, you're just out of luck. I think most of my professors didn't even. They, they just it was just about the cases and the footnotes which were in the in the actual published cases anyway but it's the order of things and i don't know they were very expensive though i think much more than the uh, regular textbooks in undergrad for sure oh yeah without a doubt so if i had to create a uh, worry meter or concern meter from zero to ten ten being they really need to worry and zero don't worry about it at all i'd put this at like a <laughs> a three three or four i would even say two at least I would tell them that. I would say too, like, just let your lawyer handle it. It's not even a concern. The problem is they still have to retain an attorney. That's why I put it at a three or four because they've been threatened. And I think someone that might actually go through with a lawsuit, but there might be some money damage. But like worst case scenario, they have to take their plugin off or out, but it's still, their site still exists and now people know about it. So it's a win at the end of the day, in my opinion. Yeah. But if it gets that far, they'd probably go after the website too. But is it Amazon like a price comparison? Don't they have all the, uh, kind of, I think the difference is that they have actual deals with those particular companies that they show prices of. So they, they put 
other competitors, but I still think they, they have like an affiliate deal with them. So that would be the difference there. But it, it goes back to the same situation. Like I think all these links to these other sites are probably affiliate links to like Amazon and a books, which is very common by the way, to have these kind of price aggregators. So basically this publisher would be going after the whole industry, which I don't, that's just not going to happen. Not going to happen. All right. Well, let's end our episode. That was a good one. I think so. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Yep. Keep it sound. Keep it smart. This has been the Legally Sound Smart Business Show with your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Staub. The Legally Sound Smart Business Show is your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Legally Sound Smart Business is a podcast that is intended but not promised or guaranteed to be current, complete, or up-to-date, and should in no way be taken as an indication of future results. No attorney-client relationship is created by listening or submitting questions to the podcast. The podcast does not constitute legal advice, but rather is offered only for general informational and educational purposes. You should not act or rely on any information in the podcast without first seeking the advice of an attorney. The opinions expressed in the podcast reflect the views of those individuals and do not necessarily represent the views of any other individual or business. For more information about the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, visit LegallySoundSmartBusiness.com.